It's another episode of Doable Discipleship, and this is going to be a fun one. Yes, it is. My name's Doug Jones. I'm Jason Whelan. And this is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God, but we like to call it the show that helps you grow closer to your spouse. We're talking so fast. Yeah. Yeah, see? We see are what I did there? moving mm-hmm. at lightning speed for some reason <laughs> so far <laughs> this intro. I'm sure we'll slow it down at some point, but not yet. Uh, we've got two special guests, George, uh, George Gregory and Tondra Gregory, husband and wife duo. Uh, they're going to be joining us. We're going to be learning all about marriage from them so that Jason and I can finally figure out what the heck we're doing with our wives. I know. And that'll be really great. Uh, but not only are they going to talk to us about marriage, but they've also got a special event coming up here at Saddleback. And I guess we should probably tell you who they are as well. Um, it's a great place to start, though. Yeah, George and Tondra actually serve as chaplains for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Jason, you know all about sports. Oh, yeah. I'm going to end this episode. I told Doug I'm going to do this. I haven't told George and Tondra, but I'm going to end this episode with a L.A. Chargers quick fire lightning round slew of questions. I'll just have to sit that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, George and Tondra have, uh, uh, have gotten connected here at Saddleback. They're friends with Pastor Rick, and we're privileged to have them on the show with us today. And they are also doing an event called the Marriage Game Plan. Yes, this is very timely because their uh, Marriage Game Plan event actually starts um, – next thursday may 16th it's at our lake forest campus it's from 6 30 to 8 30 it is a um a, a multi-week yep. um, multi-week course course study um so make sure to check that out you can go to saddleback.com slash events and search for marriage game plan it'll come up we'll link it down there in the show notes for you saddleback.com slash couples i think we'll also bring it up too okay. so you can register for that it's going to be really good uh without any further ado let's bring george and tondra in George and Tondra, thanks for being here today. Yay, Our we're pleasure. so excited. How are you guys doing? Sounds like you got a lot going on right now. Yes. You're going to be teaching on the weekend here at Saddleback. That's mm-hmm. big. Lots, yep. lots going on. We talked in the intro about the uh, marriage event you guys have coming up. We're excited about that. Yes. Marriage game plan. Um, let's start off just by hearing a little bit about you guys. Can you just give us a little bit about your background and um, just help listeners kind of get to know who you are just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've been married 23 years, and uh, we have two lovely children. Yes. And uh, we have a, a daughter named Cameron, 17, and a son uh, that's 22 named Jalen. Now, yes. Jalen, I'm very excited about this. He's 22 and off the payroll. Yes. Uh, so nowadays, nice. it doesn't matter that they're out of the house because they still could be on the payroll. But I told him, get off the payroll. He actually believed it. So, yes. so he's off the Good payroll. Good for him. Follow up on that. Yeah. Good job. Well, you raised him right. Well, maybe we need to have you back for a parenting episode because we yeah. both got young kids and we don't know what we're doing. So. Oh. Well. Um, and then... So we've been in ministry for 23 years, um, mostly on the East Coast. We've moved to California almost two years ago. Uh, in hmm. July will be two years. Uh, I In Manhattan, ha- I am a licensed professional counselor uh, who was in private practice for the last eight years in Times Square. Um, we planted a church on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, uh, which is very rare for to African Americans uh, to plant a church <laughs> in a all Jewish 
borough of Manhattan, but God was faithful. (laughs) We were able to accomplish the the task. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a whole episode in itself. I know. (laughs) In and of itself. That's enticing. Before we planted the church, I I contacted our senior leader and I said, hey, um, have you thought about this? Like we're two African-Americans from the South and this is a predominantly white Jewish neighborhood, very wealthy too. And he looked at me and he says, you know what? Most people think that when it's too hard, it's probably not God. But in the Mm -hmm. Bible, it just talks about story after story after story about if it's too hard, it's most likely God. I think this is God, so let's go. Mm -hmm. And it worked. We established a great, healthy congregation on the Upper East Side. And... uh, and so we're just we're just excited. Uh, even before that, we were in ministry uh, in the traditional church. Uh, it's called the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church. Mm-hmm. That's a long. That name. is a name, that is a name. <laughs> and that's not even the the. the the name that precedes it, like the St. Mark African oh, Methodist yeah. Episcopal Zion Church. Uh, but then we moved, and that was predominantly, as the name suggests, predominantly African-American, but we knew God's heart for us was to be on a multicultural platform. Mm. And so we left that. That was my dad's denomination. He gave me my first church. So I basically mm. gave my dad back his black church Wow! and said, I'm going to work with a white Jewish man by heritage. And uh, somehow it worked. <laughs> and, How did that uh, conversation go? <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 you know, I basically asked him for his blessing because he was scratching his head. His main thing was, will they take care of you like I'm going to take care of you? Mm-hmm. Meaning I was getting ready to go to Duke Divinity School. And mm-hmm. uh, in that denomination, if you have a divinity uh, degree, you can go very far. And so he talked about my future, my promise and my inheritance. And I said, Dad, I said, unfortunately, that's God's role in my life. Mm-hmm and not your role. And so what we decided to do was to step out in faith, uh, which actually starts our story Mm -hmm. that almost every 10 years, God tells us like um, Abram to change your name, leave your people and go to a place that you wouldn't ordinarily go to. Mm -hmm. And uh, almost to the date, every 10 years, he says, get up, change your name, go to a place that you wouldn't go to and leave the people that you thought were your people. So that Mm -hmm. started with my dad's denomination over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Then we left that in church in North Carolina, which was a multicultural, multi, multi-ethnic church. And we went to the big city of New York City, in which we said, mm-hmm. you remember this? We said, Lord, we'll go anywhere for you. Besides New York City. Besides New York City. <laughs> so he, you guys knew that's the worst thing you could yeah. say to God, that's right? I know, I know. We've learned our lessons <laughs> since then. So we moved from the South to the North. So we left the Black church, went to a multicultural church, left the South, went to to the uh, big city. That's right. And now here we are. And you're a couple years into Southern California, right? A couple yeah. years. A couple in. years. Okay. But listen, when we found out there were four teams that were available to be a chaplain for, we we looked at all the teams, and and they, when they said L.A., I said, and out of all those teams, I'll never go to L.A. It's too far. <laughs> mm-hmm. And was that you trying to like reverse psychology, God, a little bit? No, I was just dumb again. I just didn't <laughs> learn my lesson the first two times. And you're like, why didn't they stay in San Diego? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it's it's good. And so what. We realized is that we didn't choose uh, chaplaincy in the NFL. We felt like God chose us for mm-hmm. chaplaincy in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly our heart is marriage. We're going to do that regardless if we're in the NFL, regardless if we do something in Hollywood, or if we're on the beach being beach bums. You know, we're, <laughs> we're just going to always promote healthy marriages. Yes, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so Tandra. Yes. How would you describe George? And then George, we're gonna go vice versa too. But mm-hmm. we'll start with this one. Tandra, Should I step out of the how room? would you do? Yeah, you know, that, it might be better. No, no, I can say what I need to say in front. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I would describe George. Um, 
as a gentle giant, right? So he, his heart, he's, he has one of the best hearts I've ever seen for people. Genuine and sincerely cares for people. He cares for people's marriages. He cares for the legacy that they leave to their kids. Mm. Um, people that we've pastored years ago still say that George is my pastor. Mm. Uh, they uh, fondly refer to him as PG, uh, mm-hmm. Pastor George. Mm. And uh, he just has a unique way of making people feel important and cared for and covered. He's very passionate about covering people in whatever uh, phase of life they're in. And, and that's the truth. And he does it everywhere he goes. So in secret, he does it. In public, he does it. It is truly who he is. And that's one thing I love about him. Mm, that's cool. She knows Mother's Day's coming up. So she's, trying to, <laughs> she's trying to set you up to give some compliments. Jeez, whoa, I'm gonna have to do really well. Oh, that's hey. right. I didn't, I didn't even put it together. It will be Mother's Day yes, weekend. That's that you right. Guys will be doing. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? Father's Day is soon to come too. That's yeah. true. Let's <laughs> not Next forget. Month. That's right. Yeah. Okay, George. Vice versa. Yeah, I think uh, for you out there in listening land, you can't see this, but my wife's smile is <laughs> impeccable. Right? Mm-hmm. She just draws you in with the smile mm-hmm. and. Uh, for a lot of people, I think what they, it puts them at ease when they walk in the door for counseling or mentorship or whether we walked in our first day to the L.A. Chargers. I think that is the beauty of what Tondra brings. She brings a smile to say, listen, whatever you're going through, it's OK. We're going to get through this together. The other uh, aspect I really like about Tondra is, is she's a great listener. So she can talk, right? But she's also a great listener. I, on the other hand, am not such a great listener. And so she's taught me over the years to slow down, live in the moment, and listen to what people are saying. I'm I'm sort of like Bob the Builder to fix it, man. But she is a great listener. And I think uh, when when people and couples, they really understand what they get when you come to Tondra, whether it's in counseling or whether we're at a... Um, a marriage talk or whether we're doing a retreat, they're going to know that, man, whatever I tell you, you listen. I feel like I'm heard. I feel like you're going to give me a plan based off what I tell you and not what you just giving me some objective truth. Tondra really mm. listens. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. Plus, plus. Okay. You did good. Plus, I called plus. about even. Yeah, good, good job, both of you. Plus, plus, she's gorgeous, right? So, I mean, I, I, lucked, I, I lucked up, married up, too. <laughs> You don't have to overdo it. Okay. No. <laughs> well, you guys have a huge passion for marriage. You both brought that up as a as a signature part of what you see as a calling for your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've even built a ministry around it. Where did that? Tell us about your ministry in just a second, too. By the way, but where did that passion for marriages come from for you guys? Mm. Mm. Well, um, I would say from our own journey, our own pain. Um, so George and I, when we got married. Um, Basically, we were in crisis at that moment. We had found out that we were pregnant with our first child and we were not married at the time. Um, just out of college. Or just out I of was co- still in college. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just graduated from college. Um, and we got married because we wanted to keep our family together, but we had no idea what that would entail. Mm. Um you know, some people think you just get married and you're supposed to live happily ever after, but it's so much more than that. People who aren't married think that. Yes, yeah. they, that's right. People who are married already got the they already got the or reality. If you've seen check. Hollywood movies, you think that. Yeah. But yeah. It doesn't necessarily work yeah. out like that for the yeah. real world. Yeah. Right. So we had no idea how much 
our differences of personality, differences of background, how much that was going to come into play and be huge obstacles for us to become one and make our marriage work. Mm -hmm. So we had a very rough start. Um, and we, we had very little pre-marriage counseling. We just didn't know what we were getting into. So lack of preparation. And uh, so we somehow, we say we're a picture of God's grace. Mm-hmm. We figured out how to make a marriage work. And so our thing was, oh my gosh, if we can protect every new couple that gets married, if we can say, here's what you need to know, here's how you navigate these things Mm -hmm. as you're getting married, so they can go into marriage with their eyes wide open, with a game plan and a strategy to be successful. So that is where our passion stems from, is Mm -hmm. we don't want anyone to have to go through trial and error, you know, shooting in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We want to give them all the tools to be successful in their relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of your listeners are out there and they feel ill-prepared or maybe they are in just a tough uh, spot in their marriage. And, and you're thinking, man, maybe we should throw in a towel or maybe we should give up. Uh, we we are a picture of God's grace. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can make it work, surely anyone can. And 23 years, the funny thing is, is we travel around the country talking about and saving marriages uh, when we didn't start off like that. So where whoever you are, whoever's out there listening, if we can encourage you to keep hope alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Tell us just a little bit about um, the ministry that you guys have started, yeah. Journey for Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so Journey, uh, our, our Journey for Life is about um, marriage is a journey, and it should be for life, right? Mm-hmm. So we started it to equip and educate couples on their journey to have successful relationships, right? Some of what we're, we're going to do uh, in the video series uh, is we're going to talk about how to be on the same team, right? No one starts out wanting to be on a losing team. We all yeah. want to be on a winning team, but let's yeah. face it. If, if the marriage statistic is correct and 50% of marriages end in divorce, in our new world of the NFL, 70% of marriages end after retirement, mm-hmm. after they retire. I mean, that's an alarming statistic. So wow. what we know is that most people don't come with instructions with marriage. You, know, yeah. you, can, you can get instructions for everything and training for every uh, degree and, and certification. But yet for marriage and parenting, you can just... Just go down to the justice of the peace, get married, and that <laughs> yeah. night you can have a baby, and that's it. Or you can't have a baby, but you can conceive <laughs> a baby. Yeah. And so we get one tr- in the oven. Yeah. That's right. We try to help people on their journey, give them tools because they don't have a roadmap. And so for a lot of people, uh, we just help answer certain questions, or when they come and talk to us, we give them tools, practical tools, uh, with, through my wife's. Uh, private practice over the last 20 years. Uh, she's created a, an amassed a, a, an arsenal of ways that we help people out and just by listening. And sometimes we know uh, through through uh, different uh, research of John Gottman or Sue Johnson or uh, uh, the host of people, mm-hmm. uh, what we've learned how to do is just really equip and educate couples on their journey to have successful relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. That's really cool. So you talked about how your marriage is a picture of God's grace. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys keep Jesus at the center of your marriage? What are some of the principles that you guys have, have thought through and developed and honed uh, to that have, have guided your marriage? Mm -hmm. Well, definitely um, one is seeking help, uh, mentorship and, Mm -hmm. and helping uh, yourself to gain, you know, if you don't have the knowledge, then you go out and you seek that mentorship to teach you how to 
you know, love like Christ or forgive, you know, just those fruits of the spirit that, you know, we talk about them all the time, but practically living them out, you need help really learning how Mm -hmm. to live out those fruit of the spirit, especially in marriage, because Mm -hmm. marriage is, will push on things in you that you never knew were there. Right. So I'm fine if I'm single. Yes, I can forgive. (laughs) I can love. I'm, I'm not selfish, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm great. But when you're in that intimate environment of a marriage, those things get challenged more, more often. And, and so you just need to seek that mentorship to help you, um, you know, represent Christ in your marriage through mentorship. Mm. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, Lord, without God's spirit <laughs> living sure. in me yeah. on a daily basis, um, it would be hard for me to, live out those fruits of the spirit. So I have to constantly, you know, let God feel me and always trying to do things that he would do the way he would do it. And Mm -hmm. to do that, I have to like keep his word full in my heart so that I won't sin against him (laughs) or my husband. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and for, for me, I just think a long time ago, I thought I had all the answers. I mean, Mm -hmm. I thought I I was so arrogant. Mm, you've come a long way. I have. I have. <laughs> and I, I think the crux of the gospel just says, man, Jesus came to basically teach us that we're not all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in marriage, I realized that I needed so much help, so much uh, inspiration and wisdom and knowledge and mentorship that I just, you know, on a daily basis, what we try to do is we try to invite Jesus as the coach or, you know, in our boat. Mm-hmm. So we just say, come into our boat. Help us to maintain when the storms come, when the winds blow. Yeah. But also, I just use that theme of a coach. You know, uh, you know, in the NFL, where we where we help coaches and players, uh, all everybody understands the role of a coach. You know, whatever the coach says, you do. And so mm-hmm. I've seen coaches say crazy stuff, and those guys they'll do whatever the coach says do. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I think we think the Bible is full of crazy things that God just makes. It's like, you know, let me just make this up real quick. But honestly, if we just do what our coach tells us to do, we know that our coach loves us and he he only has the best in mind for us. And so when he says things like love and forgive and be patient and kind, you know, in the moment where you're really upset, that, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But over the long haul, if you do those things, you can have a consistent marriage that will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, <clears throat> in my marriage journey, which has been a lot shorter than your, your guys' so far, I've just kind of come to realize that there's so many things that are required to make a healthy marriage that just don't come very naturally to right. people. Right. You That's just right. can't do what comes natural mm-hmm. and have a great marriage That's for the right. most part because, you know, we know we're broken people. That's, That's right. right. And so I love this idea of having a coach, having a mentor, and mm-hmm. having some principles mm-hmm. that you can build your life on that'll kind of, you reminded me like, you know, sometimes a coach has you do something that, that just seems crazy. Uh, or it's almost like, you know, I, I I like taking photos and stuff. Or you know, sometimes you're posing for a family picture, and they kind of get you doing something that feels kind of right. unnatural Awkward, to you. Yeah. But in the end, it just makes for such a great picture. Yeah. Sure. And I think that's true with marriage, wouldn't you say? I mean, some of the things you got to do in marriage, you got to mm-hmm. teach yourself to do differently, to think differently. Right? A- absolutely. 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 Uh, again, just the image of of, of working out. You know, yeah. like I, I don't like to work out. You know, I just like to do curls up to my mouth to yeah. eat. Glamour, <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but, okay. 
You right. had me to right at the end there. <laughs> right, right in our season right now are OTAs, which means it's optional. You come to the facility and you train, and it's optional. But most of what they're doing is not very few, a little on the field. It's mostly in the weight room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's 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 weight being put on them, and they have to push it back, which strength creates that's yeah. right, strength and conditioning. And the trainer says this. He says, if you want to have a long season, it starts here. It's not mm-hmm. about the plays. It's not about uh, the on the field. It's about your conditioning. you got to be mm-hmm. conditioned for the long haul. And I think so many of us, we just want a microwave, quick fix, success that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with marriage, it's not that. It's mm-hmm. not a distant sprint. It's a marathon. It's a journey. Yeah. yeah. And I always tell couples, if you want to stay the same, and have it your way, then you're not ready to be married because marriage should mm-hmm. change you, challenge you, teach you different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people it's hard to take two independent people that that've been doing things the way they want to do it, the how they see it and how they want to do it, and then become interdependent, yeah. right? So that means no one can remain independent. Or that works against your ability to become one and become mm. interdependent. So it's all about change. It's yeah. all about learning new habits and getting your new normals. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to, if you want to stay the same and you want it your way, just go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother getting married. No. No. <laughs> oh, <yeah. No>. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I'd love to hear from you guys' own background. You know, what are what are some what were some breakthrough moments in your marriage where something kind of clicked? And I, and I know. You know, I know that for the most part, life doesn't work that way. We don't just usually get to have a big moment. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that the lessons that you learned and the things that kind of unlocked some new areas of potential in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Mm-hmm. Can I start? Yes, please. I'm just going to confess. Don't yes. be too independent now. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I mentioned a little bit a bit of this, but I mean, when I first got married, I had to have a breakthrough that I just needed to get over myself. Mm-hmm. I mean... Tondra asked me a question one day that honestly, it started me to thinking in a way that I had never thought before. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sad to say that. But she asked me one day, she said, what do you think I bring to this marriage? Hmm. And I said, say it, say it a different way. She (laughs) says, well, what do you think I'm I'm here for? Because, uh, and my reasoning was, is if you don't know why your spouse is in your life, then you can reject everything that they have to bring because you don't know this is what you need. So mm-hmm. that's a question that we all have to ask is mm-hmm. what do we contribute or what what does my spouse bring to my life that I need? And, so and that's I why I, I was, asked. I thought I could just articulate it, right? But the, the arrogancy in me was, oh, I thought I was marrying you to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me to be like your knight in shining armor for me. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, so we come from two very different backgrounds. And again, I thought I had more of the answers than, than my wife. Mm. And when she asked me that, I thought, I literally said this, I said, can I get back to you on that? Mm-hmm. Because I, it, it forced me to go back to God and confess mm. that I am so terrible, meaning I'm just so arrogant. I think I know it all. I think I'm here to help her. And I haven't really rationalized in my brain or at least articulated 
what she brings to the table. And then I'm thinking I went back to her and said, yes, here's what you mean to me because we re- <laughs> rebounded from that yes. moment. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you think a turning point is a success moment. For me, it was when I hit rock bottom and I had to realize, man, you're just not, you, you don't receive her as God's provision mm-hmm. for your life like you should. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What yeah. a penetrating question, Tondra. Yeah. yeah. I just you got felt, him with that one. I did. I just <laughs> felt like everything that I say, all of my opinions, I just mm-hmm. felt like he always felt like I was in opposition or I was just against him. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my heart. And I'm just like, does he even see my value in this relationship? Right? We need to figure this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, so that is what that question was. Not for him to respond quickly. I really wanted him to search yeah. and see. And what is my value? What do you value about me? Yeah. And, so you were glad mm, he took the time to yes, actually reflect on that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Mm. So one of the turning points for me um, was uh, just starting to read and educate. Because at some point I felt like I did not know how to do this. Like we are mm. failing in our marriage. I don't want to fail for the sake of our kids. What, you know, I just need to educate myself on how to be married. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if we mentioned in our background, but I grew up in a single parent home. Uh, My mom was the head of the house. She ran things. I saw her do everything. Um, So I thought that that was what was modeled for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. Like, and I started reading books and educating myself and learning that there are like specific ways that we love people. There are specific ways that uh, we're different by God's design. And the challenge is to see how these differences fit together like a puzzle. So I started to just educate myself about our personality differences, about our, um, you know, just approaches to life and those differences. And then what did God have in mind? Like, where, why would he bring so, you know, different people <laughs> together who think differently? Uh, and then what did he intend for us to do with this? Uh, and so as I started to educate myself on these things, that's when things started to really turn around in our marriage. And I was like, George, you need to read this book. George, we need to go to this conference. George, I need to go get my master's in counseling. (laughs) (laughs) She's still pulling me along the way too. (laughs) I wonder how many master's degrees are out there that were motivated by a personal desire to get a grip on some area of life. Uh, Exactly. I bet that is. Yeah. You you get educated to become an expert. That's right. In your field. So So I think you guys kind of just spoke to two sides of the same coin, Mm. to be honest, because Mm -hmm. you talked, uh, George, about the arrogance that you brought to the marriage, which is what I've been bringing to my marriage for these last almost nine years, um, working on that. My wife's working on that Mm -hmm. with me. Um, But then, Tondra, you're talking about the education side, and it really takes a certain humility to say, I don't have all the answers, and i got to figure this out, and I'm going to need some outside I'm going to need some outside resources mm-hmm. to make this yeah. work. Yeah. So That's the two right. of you seem to kind of like, you know, that those are two attitudes that kind of go hand in hand yeah. because sure. a proud person doesn't need to learn because a proud person already knows it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I love the way that you guys have kind of like complimented each other yeah. and kind of helped bring each other along that pathway. Mm-hmm. But mo- mo- most people will stop there and they'll say, great, we've got a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Whereas we took the advantage of not knowing and then beginning to know 
we started saying, wow, we can use this to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that isn't that the glory? That's yeah. the beauty of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Is is we don't just sit in heaven by ourselves, but we get to proclaim Christ and others may join us in heaven, yeah. if you will. And so so we just use the skills that we learned. We went to the same marriage conference for seven years mm-hmm. straight. It was mm-hmm. the same conference with the same lines to fill in, the mm-hmm. same <laughs> jokes. You're like mouthing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, here's what's coming next. No. Yeah. You're going to love this. Too, That's, right. That's right. And, and, and yet what we realized is that year after year, we were relearning the principles and they were mm-hmm. coming back up that we could not only hear them, but we could go back and say, wow, this is the part we forgot last year. Yeah. Let's now put this in practice this year. And so... We just love to practice, like like our players love to practice. That that helps a healthy season. We just we're just in the practice uh, arena, trying to get better and better as a couple. But we mm-hmm. use it to help other couples. Mm-hmm. So I think you've hit on a couple of them, and and spoken of them um, even as a side note too. But what would you say are some of the biggest pitfalls that that couples can fall into, and and can they be overcome? Mm-hmm. I would say, and yes, they can be overcome. I can tell you that before oh, I yeah. even list them because all things are possible with God mm-hmm. and you got to have the right attitude and the right heart and you can overcome them. Um, one thing that I feel is really expectations. Um, people have expectations, whether they're spoken or unspoken, mm-hmm. realistic, unrealistic, I just feel like if if you don't get on the same page and process your expectations, it can really set you up for some very like you can become very disillusioned, mm-hmm. very disappointed because what you're expecting is not happening. Mm-hmm. And I feel and that's like when people give up, right? People give up. Mm-hmm. They sure. feel like, oh, this is not what I signed up for and I'm out, right? Yeah, this was supposed <laughs> to be easy. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Or maybe God doesn't want me with this person because exactly. it should look like this and not like that. I got the wrong person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If if we're if we're not if you're not this person, then I need to go find that person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think that sets people up as it's a pitfall, um, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be overcome. Again, it can't be overcome in isolation. Mm-hmm. But you need help outside resources, mm-hmm. which is my second pitfall, isolation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure. Perfect tie-in. Yeah. Perfect tie-in, yeah. Because a marriage is such a private, intimate relationship, mm-hmm. people are embarrassed. They don't want to invite other people in. They think other mm-hmm. people are doing this thing way better than they are. And so they don't want to tell anybody, mm-hmm. hey, we don't have a clue. Help us. Mm-hmm. But really to overcome that pitfall is to really become humble. Like you were just saying, mm-hmm. it takes two humble people that says, you know, I just need, I don't know what I'm doing and I need to go get help and I need to go join a couple small group. I need to go to get counseling or whatever you need to say, I'm not going to be able to do this in isolation. We can't do this on our own. We need help. Mm-hmm. I think you just, uh, that isolation has got to be such a huge, I mean, I just think like, I was thinking earlier when you guys were talking, like human beings have been doing marriage since basically since pretty much back to creation. Yeah. Sure. And yet we still kind of stink at it yeah. and we're still figuring out. And that isolation kind of keeps us locked in this pattern of failure with marriage, right? Yes. Because if we just keep it to ourselves, then the marriage just kind of slowly dies and, yes. in, yeah. in kind of loneliness. Yep. Yeah. It. Thanks for That's saying it. that. We, we like to say marriage is a team sport. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
and you can't play by yourself. You know, yeah. only kids want to play by themselves, right? But when yeah. you get a part of organized sports, you've got to learn to play together. Marriage is about learning to play together, to dream together, to, to envision together. And so the top three things that break marriages apart is finance or, or, or yeah, f- finance, intimacy, and communication. Communication has everything to do with finances and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so so if people can learn to not isolate and, and, and be by themselves or invite others into their marriage when it comes to intimacy or when they isolate and say, I'll make all the financial decisions and I won't share with you, uh, or they just a lack of communication where they think, I don't have to talk to you anymore. And that's not just... Uh, verbally that could be physically that could be emotionally when we shut down and we isolate it just causes major problems like a ripple domino effect Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. i i'd like to even add you know like one of our pitfalls specifically was the lack of preparation and education about marriage so that Mm -hmm. is you know easily overcome if you can just you know um sign up for that conference (laughs) seven years in a row (laughs) or, you know, read that book, you know, or go to that couple small group and discuss what, you know, tools and things it takes to be married or so. come to the marriage game plan thursday night starting yes. May 16th. yeah the marriage Absolutely. game plan is a great place to start <laughs> come one come all yes. <laughs> yeah that's great guys uh, of course we can't we can't give marriage all the attention that it deserves in a single episode but i think it'd be great for us just to take a second for you guys to speak to that struggling couple mm-hmm. there's a man out there there's a woman out there listening and they're in a marriage that's really struggling right mm-hmm. now what would you say to encourage them and, and kind of give them give them a nudge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, first of all, I'd just like to say, man, you know, you're not the only one that's struggling, right? There's mm-hmm. so many people in your, in your, in your boat and yet don't die in a sea of lifeguards, right? Like mm-hmm. find someone, find a mentor, find, go get a book, find a, a website to go to. There's so much mm-hmm. knowledge out here. We just got to go get the knowledge, get off Instagram and Facebook and go get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more than enough out, out there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, the definition of insanity is doing the same things, but expecting a different result. Uh, and one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is faith without works is ineffective. It is dead. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that you want to have a good marriage or you believe in God that he can redeem and heal, then I'm asking you to put the work in and let Mm -hmm. God give the increase to your actions. Uh, So, so that would be my encouragement to anyone who's struggling. You don't have to struggle. There is hope. There Mm -hmm. is help. You just have to put the work in and do something different. If you want different results. Yeah. And in a marathon right around mile 24, they say that's when you hit hit the wall or maybe around 22, 20, you hit the wall and you've got to condition yourself to know that when you hit that wall, your game plan has to be do not quit. Don't mm-hmm. give up because mm-hmm. it's just mental after that for about 10 minutes and then your body gets his second wind. And mm-hmm. so who, whoever we're talking to out there that you need your second wind, my, 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 uh, my plea to you is pray to the Holy Spirit to give you that second wind, that, that, the, the ability to ask for help, the ability to dream again, the ability to say, you know what, we can go on another two more years or another year at least. That's my benchmark to try this one more time. And inside of that benchmark, do the right things that you need to do. Let mm-hmm. somebody look under your hood, just like you would take your car in the garage. Let somebody else look under your marriage hood, whether it's counselor or pastor or mentor. And then be willing to say, you know what, 
you're right about this. You're right about this. Thank you for that help. And here's an action plan that I can go and do that. So that, that would be our advice. Yeah. Mm. Guys, that's so good. That's so doable. Um, we want to, uh, just wrap up with some some closing thoughts. We want to make sure everyone who's not signed up yet signs up for the marriage game plan here mm-hmm. at the Lake Forest campus. It's up in the Plaza View room, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Saddleback.com slash couples. We'll link that in the show notes. Uh, we'll link to Journey for Life as well, just so people can check that out sure. too. Yeah. Any closing words as we wrap up? Well, before we get into oh, the, I almost forgot the Jason's, lightning round. Jason's little segment. My little segment. Well, first, any closing words before we get into the segment? <laughs> I'm excited to hear Jason's segment. <laughs> I'm excited for my segment, too. <laughs> I will say, though, this this would probably be a good opportunity to, to plug uh, the counseling ministry. Um, if for some reason you aren't available on Thursday nights to come to the marriage game plan. Um, good idea. But you know that, that your relationship needs... Um, some work and some outside help, mm-hmm. as George and Tundra were talking about. Um, check out our counseling ministry. We have free counseling. Um, so you can go to saddlebuckdumb.com slash counseling and um, get signed up for counseling sessions. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Chargers lightning round. George. Super. <laughs> four super short Chargers related questions. Question number one. How many more kids is Philip Rivers going to have? Uh, probably <laughs> uh, at least two more. At least two more. Least he has two. like eight or nine already. So uh, that's right. That's uh, that's amazing. I think he can go for two more. I believe it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, is Joey Bosa going to stay healthy this year? Uh, are you kidding me? All of our players are going to stay. There healthy we go. This year. I like this answer. <laughs> Heck yeah. Three. Did the Patriots make a deal with the devil? Is that how they keep winning? (laughs) The Patriots are the devil. (laughs) You don't have to make deals with that which you are. That answer is going to make my stepbrother so happy. Um, Four, how many games are the Chargers going to win this year? Every last one of them. Every last one of them. Including preseason, by the way. There we go. I like it. See? Yes. Yes. That's a good way to end. Guys, thanks so much for making time for us today. Awesome. Thank you for having us. we love to do. Thank you for having us. And and don't forget to check out this weekend. Message. It's Outback. Yeah, go oh, to Saddleback and Tundra. Make sure you hear them this weekend. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Thank Everybody you. listen. We love you. I'll see you next Tuesday. Awesome. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.